Amen. Unafraid. That's who we are, right? Unafraid. No fear. No fear here. Glory to God. Amen. So tonight, starting a new series. I don't know how much of a series it's going to be because it's really what I'm sharing tonight is just the result of things that, some things God's spoken to me all through the summer, all, all good portion of this year. And so I'm just going to take some time to tonight um, to look at and think about um, what God's way is in the earth. God's way. It's the title of my, my message tonight. God's way. There's a way and then there's God's way. Right? And what we want and what we want to tap into is God's way. God's way of doing and thinking and operating. Um, <clears throat> you know, what's, what's interesting is that we, we, are, we are experiencing in our nation right now the greatest, one of the greatest forms of of manifested rebellion to authority that we've ever seen. People just thinking that their authorities unto themselves and that they can just be and act and do anything that they, and be any way that they want to. And this isn't a message to bash people and because you know what, if, if, if you're rebellious, it's because you're ignorant. Or you're just stupid. <clears throat> well, one of the two. I mean, you know, you're either ignorant or you're just plain stupid. You know, but 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 I'm I'm saying in most cases people just don't know. They don't know and they don't understand. It's not a. You're not going to make somebody submit and understand true authority in life. You're not going to make people understand that. They they've got to want it. But tonight we're talking about God's way. And God's way is authority. And it's submission to authority. God's way. And um, I, I, all, all summer long, God's been giving me that word, submission. And I've, I've been meditating on it. And, I, you know, you've been around here very long. We've taught a lot about authority and submission and what it looks like. But i got some things tonight I want to talk about in a little bit different way. Um, seems like I've said that a lot this year. I've taught a lot of different. I've taught a lot of messages that have similar titles, but in in a different way. And uh, and so I, I just I'm going to talk a little bit, and uh, probably I'm just going to teach a series on this. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just going with what God said, and so I'm I'm giving you some things tonight. Um, and and. My title, God's Way, <laughs> it's funny that, that the, I, I saw the little 
picture they put up there. What do you call that? What do you call the background? No, but like the background. And what, what, graphic, right. It's funny that I saw that because I wrote down on my notes before I, before I saw that. It, it's literally God's way or the highway. Literally. I mean, it, across the board, it's his way or it's no way. People don't realize that. But when you, but when you live your whole life, in a way that's not God's way, you're headed for like a pit of destruction. You ever seen somebody that didn't, didn't serve God, but it looked like they were living a really great life? They're not. They're not. God is life, and if you don't do it his way, there is no other way. There's the highway. <laughs> and the highway takes you to destinations you really don't want to go. There's only one way. It's his way. Um, so I, I, want, I, want to look at, I want to look at a couple things. In 1 Timothy, chapter 3. <clears throat> and I'm just going to start reading in the first chapter. I mean the third chapter, first verse. This is a faithful saying that if a man desires the position, that's not what I wanted. I wanted 2 Timothy 3. Hmm. That 1 Timothy 3 is good, but, <clears throat> but 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, the last days, Perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, like, but in a way that it's okay. See, living these kind of, this kind of a life is all right. See, if you didn't have anybody that you could come and sit and listen to that'd tell you the difference, then you don't have anything to press through with. You don't, you don't have, if you, if you don't get the preached word, then you don't have a mark to measure things by. And in our society, every, everybody's convincing you today that the, the media that, you, that inundates people's minds is convincing them that there are no absolutes to anything, there are no boundaries, there's no, there's no one way to anything. And I'm just telling you tonight, and you can dig it out for yourself, there's God's way. There's not my interpretation of God's way and your interpretation of God's way and this and that and the other. It, there's God's way. And when it comes to personal things, it's between me and God. When it comes to kingdom matters or government issues, 
based on what the Word says, God's going to send you through other people so that by faith you can learn to submit to authorities so that God can do things in and through your life. Because when you're in rebellion, we're going to read a few verses of Scripture that talk about when you're in rebellion, there's no way to overcome because you're an authority to yourself. See, if there's an authority and you reject the authority, then you're the authority. Your ideas, your thoughts, your ways are the authority. There's only one way, and it's God's way. Well, or a highway. And it just, you know, it goes on, and you could add all kinds of things in here. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, forgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power of godliness. Now, think about that word power as I read these next, these, the rest of these verses right here. He said, from such people... Turn away, for this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins led led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds. disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. But you, say me, I'm talking to you, but you have carefully followed, this is Paul saying this to Timothy, you have carefully followed my doctrine Manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Wow. There's a lot involved in really understanding how to live God's way. There's a lot involved. Notice what he said. But you have followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured and out of them all the Lord delivered me. I'd like to say at 41 and a half years into my born-again walk that there's been many persecutions and many things, but I've held, I've, I, I can just say this about myself. I mean, you can either say this or you can't, and if you can't, just develop the ability to be able to do it. I didn't say I'm perfect. I said, I'm saying I've endured, I've come through much, I've had many afflictions and persecutions and things, but I've held true to the doctrine of God's way, doing things God's way in spite of everything else going on. Paul said that. 
Thank God for the Apostle Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament that you and I have. But he's no different than you and I when it comes to being who God created us to be. Say this after me. I am God's favorite. That means that the Apostle Paul isn't. No, he's God's favorite too. But so am I, so are you. And I don't know how God does it, but that's the way he does it. Every one of us are his favorite. So what he did for Paul, he'll do for me. Does God want us to have this type of a testimony? But what we've learned from Paul is that if you're going to live godly in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer persecutions and things that come against you. Why? Because of the truth. Now, if you want to be like the, God, the, the, the people in the first part of this chapter, he said... Beware in, in, in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, forgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, but yet denying the power. Of, why, would, why would I want to hold to a form of godliness and yet not have the power that goes with it? Man, I want the goods. He's got the goods, so i got to do it his way. But what he's saying in here in the rest of this passage that where he's talking about the people that resisted, Janus and Jambres resisted Moses. Um, in verse 11, well, in, he said... Uh, at the end of verse 11, he said, Persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Verse 12. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So just take a deep breath. Evil men and impostors. Say, that's not me. Why would I want to live evil and be an imposter? Why would I want to be somebody that's a fake instead of being the real McCoy? Let's be the real deal. Hmm? Let's, be, let's be the real deal that, like, like what Paul said, he said, but you carefully, in verse 10, he said, you carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. I mean, have you heard some of those kind of things taught at Gates of the City this year? Yeah. Love and perseverance and learning how to endure affliction and things that come against us and issues that we have in, in, in life, Right? There's a lot of the stuff that's out there, but we got the goods and the power to overcome anything and everything that comes our way. We can be testimonials that you can live in this life, in all the hell and all the crud that's going on, and you can still love people that are ungodly. You can still love people that are not kind and do ugly things and that even do ugly things to you. You can love people. Because we've got something that makes us different. When I say us, I'm just talking to born-again people. Uh, that's who I'm talking about. The difference is, if you're born again, okay, you accepted what Jesus paid for before you were even thought about before the foundation of the world, which he did for all of mankind. And those that aren't saved yet are just potential to be saved. All human beings are searching for Jesus Christ. I've said it before that all human beings are searching for God. They are. 
but they're searching for a savior, somebody to save them. And it just so happens to be that the savior is the real savior. The one that will save them is the one called the savior, the Messiah that came and he did the work. He already accomplished it. It's not going to happen someday. It's already been done. We're here to accept it and receive it. Amen? But we have to do it God's way. There's God's way. Notice here he says, verse 14, but you must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you've learned them. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Verse verse 14 that says, and, and the point that's made in verse 14, you must continue in the things that you have learned and be assured of who you're hearing them from. You've got to believe that what we teach here is truth. And you've got to believe in the one that teaches it is what he said. Well, you know, I just believe God. I don't really, I don't put a lot of faith in men. Well, that's going to discount every verse of scripture we're going to talk about tonight. Again, when it has to do with personal issues with me, if I go over and I blame Brian because something's not working with me, it doesn't work that way. Personal things are between me and God. You've got to take responsibility and deal with yourself. Can you say amen to that? But when it comes to other type of kingdom issues and issues, government issues of the world, there's many governments of the world, and there's government issues and kingdom government issues, God will always send you to other people that many times grate on your personality to see what your response is going to be. I'll just tell you right now, you can't pass that test, you won't pass nothing. It's just the truth. It's the absolute truth. Notice verse 16. All scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture, verse 16, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, woman of God, may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why if you're going to ever be equipped to fulfill and have the power and authority to fulfill what God created you to do, you will have to be corrected. One day I was at, a, at, I don't know, one of the grocery stores, Walmart or H-E-B, years ago. And uh, when you walk out in the parking lot of H-E-B, there's a sign out there that says, please return the carts to this little place, right? You know where the little thing is and you're supposed to put the carts there? And uh, I hadn't really thought about it, but I was getting grocery. I don't know what I was doing, why I was there, I don't even remember. And uh, I just 
rolled that thing in between my car and the car next to me. And a woman in front of me said, uh, supposed to put those up. Excuse me? You talking to me? I mean, you know, that, that, that was my attitude. Excuse me? And over time, I remember telling my wife that, and I think she told me, well, you were supposed to, right? Something like that. But over time, the Holy Spirit said to me, you needed that correction. Supposed to put them in that thing. You know what? Since that day, maybe I've missed a time, I don't know, but I always put it back in there. And you know what? That doesn't make you self-righteous because you do something right. You don't get any reward for that. You don't get to go to the Walmart manager or the HEB manager and tell them what a good person you were because you... No, that, that, that is your reasonable service. Listen, if you're not faithful in little things, you'll never become faithful in big things. And I'll never forget that. I remember that to this day, that woman telling me that. Now I'm thinking, what the... Telling me? And God said, yeah, you needed corrected. You think you can just throw those out there? What if, what if that cart bangs in someone else's, you know? I've driven off and I'm not around there and the wind blows and blows it into somebody else's car. You want other people doing that to you? You're going to reap what you sow. So, so what is God doing? Is he being hard on me about a basket at H-E-B? No, he's teaching me. Submit to authority. If H-E-B puts a sign out there and says, put the carts back, I don't care if they're even responsible for it. Do it anyway. What are you working on in life? It's, it's, it, it, so, you know, you know, around here, we, we teach about the tithe. And we don't care if people like it or not. We're trying to benefit people. We're not trying to get something from people. We're trying to get things to people. See? So, so the same way with submission, it's not something like somebody's trying to control you or do something to you. What's ha- what, what God wants to do, he wants this kind of a thing taught because we live right in the middle of one of the most rebellious times in this nation and people are blaming everybody for all the rebellion. You know what you can do? You can deal with yourself and make sure you obey. I was born in 1959. Dwight D. Eisenhower was president of the United States. Since I've been alive, John Kennedy has been president, was president. While I was alive, um, I'm a Texas man, Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was president. Then, um, no, don't help me. Um, Lyndon Johnson was president. Then, uh, Nixon was president, and then he was impeached, and Ford was president, and then Jimmy Carter was president. Then Ronald Reagan, for two terms, was president. First, George Bush was president. Two terms was Bill Clinton. Two terms uh, after Bill Clinton was the second Bush. Um, And then after the second Bush was two terms of Barack Obama, and today we have uh, Donald Trump. And uh, 
I kind of became aware of our president around the Richard Nixon time, 1972-ish. I think in 74 he was impeached. Isn't that, am I right on dates? Something like that. In 1974 he was impeached, and I remember the Watergate trials and all the things that went with that. And so I began to be aware of presidents, and, and along the way I, I had a lot of different attitudes, but when I got born again, early on, I was impressed to honor the people in authority. And, and where I got that from happened to be the Bible. And uh, it was Romans chapter 13, a number of different places, but one of them was Romans chapter 13. And I, I want to read it three or four verses here. It said, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, even at H-E-B. Think about it. See, so I'm just telling you what he says. There is no authority except that is from God. If you can't handle that, put your hands over your ears for the next piece. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Now, that sounds like a really mean, hard thing, but what it is is it's information that I want to take and use the information to judge my own heart with and do something with it so that I'm not, I'm not going to live my life bringing judgment on my life, Right? Jesus Christ liberated me and set me free. Whom the Son sets free is free, not a person that is walking around with judgment all over himself. But you don't submit to the authorities of life that are before you. And there's a lot of small ones. You know, at work, you can suck up to the big boss, but other people around you that are like lower you know, I'll submit to the boss, but not to this one. Now you've picked and choosed. Did he say the big boss is the authority from God? He said all authority. You can like one person and not like someone else. Actually, actually, you're not really submitting until you're doing something that you don't want to do because you don't like what someone asked you to do and you really don't like that person. And you're not submitting until you're doing something. I'm not talking about something illegal, immoral, or that goes against the Word of God. I'm talking about, you know, if, uh, if I told Amanda, you know what, um, Amanda, Sunday I want all the worship team to have purple pants on. That's not immoral. Could be ugly, but it's not immoral. Right? It's not illegal, and it doesn't go against the Word of God. I said, you know what? I don't know why. I just feel like everybody. Go buy them all pants and, and have them in purple pants uh, on the worship team on Sunday. 
Well, I don't know about that. If she doesn't submit, I'm talking not illegal, immoral, or goes against the word. Just something that God told me we're supposed to do. You can like it or not like it. You can agree with it or not agree with it. You can think it's stupid or all kinds of things, but what you do with it in that moment will determine whether you walk in judgment, having judgment on yourself, or you walk free and liberated and powered. Simple little things. I mean, and, there's, and there are all kinds of them everywhere. So, you know what? Take a deep breath and just pick one. Hmm? Pick an H-E-B basket or something. Sometimes God will tell you to do something and uh, you're too busy. That happened to me one time. And a guy OD'd the next day. And I've never been able. I've done everything I can to get past that thing. God told me to minister to that guy, and I didn't. And he OD'd on drugs the next day. As far as I know, I haven't not done something that God told me to do since then. But it shouldn't take somebody dying for you to get wake up to walking in obedience to the things of God. Because things happen in the earth, folks. Things happen. But like Paul just said in that passage, in 2 Timothy, many of the persecutions that come, but man, God delivers us from everything. And he doesn't just barely get us through. He takes us to new heights and new levels when we're dealing with issues and attitudes of our heart. Everybody deals with rebellion. Everybody. You know why? Because there's a devil. And most people rebel and don't submit to authority in certain areas because of fear. Mostly that's what it is. And most people are in fear because they're living their lives to survive instead of living their lives by faith in Jesus. And when you're living by faith in God, like the song said tonight, when you're living by faith in God, then anything that you do in the form of submission will not pull you back or hinder you or delay you. It will advance you. God wanted me to tell you that tonight. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to do good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise of the same. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Well, when evil people are doing things, you keep doing right. When somebody has an attitude towards you, even though it may not be illegal, immoral, it goes against the word, but people that are especially unsaved that have ugly attitudes, or they may even be Christians that are just unrenewed, and they have ugly attitudes towards you, and you do right, man, the Bible says there's great praise for you. Great praise. 
So, look at this verse of Scripture in John chapter 8 and verse 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know, in other words, shall make you free. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about God's way, which is truth. But we're talking about the truth regarding a specific subject. And the word that God keeps ministering to me and speaking to me over and over and over again, all through the summer months and up to now, what I keep hearing him speak to me is the word submission. Or don't be afraid. Teach my people not to be afraid of submission. Don't be afraid. Don't think it's an ugly word. Understand it. Get it down deep inside of you and teach them to live that way. Now, that truth of submission that you know will make you free in ways you've never known you could be free. Never known. Listen to these couple of verses. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 18. Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. What is pride? Pride is me being an authority to myself. Me knowing, thinking that I know better in every situation. When you and I think we know better, when God is truth and he's given us the truth about something, but yet we know better in how to do it. You, you, you can think you know better about a basket at HEB. They want it pushed in over that little metal piece that's on the ground. Then it won't roll out. You might think that you roll it up there and, well, I just put it over here on the side. It's rebellion. I mean, at least you took it from your car and got it close to the thing. But it's no different than just leaving it next to your car. Why? Because you didn't do what they asked. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't really matter. The guy that comes and picks up baskets is probably easier for him, you know, if the basket's on the out. Yeah, but that's not what the sign says. The question is, what are you working on in your life? What do you want to overcome? What do you want to deal with? I don't want to stay like that. I was that way. And I can tell you today, I'm not that way today. Does that mean something doesn't try to crop up? Sure. Something happens and I find myself doing something that's similar to that. What, wait, 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 what did I do that for? Man, I'm going to be quick to get rid of it, declare that has no right and authority over my life, and move on. Because God didn't create us to get in condemnation. That's why this message isn't a condemning message about things like that that we do. It's a liberating message to say, you know what? I want to be set free. 
I don't want to live a life of destruction because when pride remains, so does destruction. You know that a lot of times and in a lot of situations, you can be living in destruction and you just put up with it. You just tolerate it. You just give in to it. You, you, th- things all around you are crumbling or whatever. You don't want to deal with what the real issue is. You just, you, you just try to maintain with all the things falling and imploding around you. We don't want to live like that. We can live free. No destruction. Everybody say no destruction. Nothing has to be destroyed in your life. Everything in your life when you serve God will last. Everything in your life will be good. Everything that you buy will be a good thing. Because everything that that you purchase will last longer than what people say it will last. Why? Because of the blessing of God on your life. And I'm telling you that some of the scriptures we're reading tonight have to do with a key to understanding that. Is understanding what real and true submission is. James chapter 4, New Testament. This is a great verse. Actually, I'm going to read it uh, out of the Amplified. Verse 6. But he gives us, capital H, he gives us more and more grace, (laughs) which is power of the Spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why he says God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but he gives grace continuously to the lowly and those who are humble enough to receive it. Verse 7, so be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. What do we do? To accomplish that, we get rid of haughtiness and pride and thinking we know better and thinking that we are living our lives for ourselves and everything about me is just about me and it's not about anybody else. And having an attitude that, you know what, I'm going to learn to grow up and to flow with the authorities of life that are out there instead of rejecting it and rebelling against it. God doesn't want, rebellion produces destruction. Haughtiness and pride produces destruction. But with humility and acknowledging the greatness of God comes what? Great grace. More and more and more grace of God. Empowerment of God to prosper. That's what grace is. It's the empowerment to prosper and to advance. Understanding true submission to the authorities that are around us in life empowers us to make a difference in the midst of the things that we face. Man, our, I, mean, I, I mean, everywhere our society is just so angry, so mad at everybody, you know? I mean, saved and unsaved alike. I mean, you know what? The unsaved, they're just doing what they know to do. But for the saved to be that way, it's not good. I mean, it's just not good, and it's not good enough. And you know what? Listen to me. Mad Christians that are mad at people in the world and mad at people that are doing 
crazy things out there, and they're mad and they're angry and they're venomous, I'm not getting in agreement with them. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. The most important thing that I have to focus on in my life and I have to walk in is love more than anything else. Love isn't just tolerating things and giving in. I don't mean you can't stand up to certain things because love will stand up to the truth. Actually, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says one of the characteristics of the love of God is that it doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. But how many times, well, we're going to have to keep talking about it, how many times do we have to say, people are not our problem. The devil is our problem. People are not your problem. No matter what, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No matter what, people are not your problem. To love unlovable people is the most difficult thing there is to do. But when you get in the habit, because you've developed that love, when you get in the habit of that, it becomes a way of life. And it produces the fruit that we're looking for. Amen? And to do that, you have to submit to God, which means submit to the authorities of life. If you're afraid of submission, do what it takes in your life to get free of that. Because it can be the most liberating thing that you've ever experienced in your life to not be afraid to submit to the authorities of life. And we read that in Romans 13. He said all authority. He didn't just say some. He didn't just say the government. He didn't just say in the church. He didn't just say at home. He didn't just say in this or that. All authority. All authority. All authority. And when you resist any authority, you are resisting the ordinances of God. Well, I'll do whatever God says, but not man. Man, if I've heard people say that once, I don't know how many times I've heard them say it through the years. Then you're rebelling against God. So what is I mean, you know, so, so just deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it, it's not that easy to deal with. But if we'll start it, like from one day to the next, if we just start by, a, like, you know, what I said, like a basket at HEB or whatever, something that, that you've not done before, if you'll just start it, and you start it in the little things, then it'll catch up with the big things. And it won't take that long to catch up if you just start it. The scripture that we read in John 8 and 31, you shall know the truth and the truth you know shall set you free. Look at this verse in John 17 and 17.
Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. God's way is his word. His word is truth. The truth will set you free. And if you don't, if you're not concerned about the circumstances that surround issues that you face, when you get a hold of that truth, it will liberate your life to where you don't go back. That's how powerful that the truth is. His word is truth about a situation. God's way is the truth about everything that we face. When it comes to submitting to something or to a person or to a situation, when it comes to submitting to that, what I have to know to submit is what the truth is. And when I know the truth, that truth will set me free. Not just the truth that I know in my head, but truth experientially that I'm putting to work in that given situation in the moment. It will liberate my life. And when I do it one time, I'll do it again and again and again because same thing works on the other side. When you disobey and you keep disobeying, disobeying becomes easy. You begin to justify yourself. It's all okay. It's, it didn't matter. I don't really need to do all that. And that's where a lot of people live today. I know people everywhere that I grew up with in the faith that today are living lives where they justify themselves. They've, they've made choices. It's destroyed their families. It's done all kinds of things because they thought they knew better. And when we think we know better, we're an accident looking for someplace to happen. Just say, that's not me. No, but hit yourself. No. <clears throat> so, tonight I just want to read these two stories and I'll end with this. In Numbers chapter 12, Here's a story. Numbers chapter 12 and verse 1. Here's a story of a bunch of family getting together and couple of family members coming against the other family member, and it was pretty ugly. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he'd married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more humble than all men who were on the face of the earth. That's a pretty bold statement. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream, not so with your servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. 
I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused and Miriam became a leper, at least for a season, because she put her mouth on the man of God on the family member, man of God. She put her mouth on the man of God. She resisted the authority and thought, you know, Moses is the only one that can hear God. It wasn't about that. It was about God spoke through Moses. She chose to do it her way, and what happened? Destruction. Perfect story of someone not submitting to the authority of God. Another story found in Acts chapter 9 is an interesting story of an ungodly cuss. Before he came, the godly Apostle Paul. Verse 1, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, the Christian way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. It's a guy that had been killing Christians and now a light is around him Who's been killing the Christians? Paul has. Saul had. But he had been coming against who? Against people. And he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you coming against me? Paul's probably thinking to himself, I was coming against those people in your name. Saul thought he was doing right. But God said, Jesus said, you're coming against me. When you understand that real authority is all from God, and whether they're saved or unsaved, God raises up and he takes down. And anything and everything and everybody that is in a place of authority is in that place of authority by God. And God doesn't need your agreement to like it or not like it. What He needs from you is to submit to it. And the comparison in that little story is the persecuting and coming against man, the Saul was coming against God. And when you come against people today in our day and hour with your mouth, and you berate people and you bring people down, you're coming against God. True submission is to flow with people, to love people, to obey and to honor, no matter what it is. And from from. Every situation, you know, you, you, might be, you might be a person that is older in age and you may have not had a good upbringing and maybe you don't 
like your parents and maybe you don't like what they did. And, and if people have done ugly things and, 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 and ungodly things, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about your attitude towards people that made mistakes in your life. You can be a victim all your life or you can forgive people and you can choose to, through God, learn how to still honor those people and submit to them in ways that God will do things for you. God, God you know, the, the, there's a promise about uh, regarding children and parents. And it says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is good. And if you do that, you'll live long on the earth and things will go well with you. And I've learned, and I didn't understand that for a long time because I had a real attitude toward my parents because of my upbringing. But my wife taught me lots of things about what real submission is and how to honor your parents and what that looks like. And in my latter years, I learned how to do that. And, 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 and God showed me the blessing that was tied to that. So I wasn't doing it just for the blessing, but I saw the blessing in the middle of doing things for my parents and honoring them and taking care of them and ministering life to them and helping them in any way that I can is an honor that I was called to do in my life before I was. And when I did that, and as I've done that, it's caused things to change in my life. Things I didn't realize would change. I mean, things literally changed in my perception of life when I learned how to honor my parents at, at this age. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. That was, that was when I was a kid. No, never stops. Circumstances change. The authority that they had in your life and, 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 and to control and, and try to mold and mend and, and build you and bring you up at a certain age was one way. Now it's different, especially you leave and you're married and those kind of things. It's, all that changes, but it didn't change honoring them, submitting to them, respecting them. There, there's something about just honoring and respecting somebody that's just older in age. There's something about that. That our, 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 a lot of our country is just totally lost. Know nothing about it, about honoring somebody. And, 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 you know, I mean, somebody can be older in age and they can be cantankerous and have a real attitude and, and those kind of things. I'm not talking about just always just tolerating every little thing. But it won't hurt you to honor people and to give towards them. And sometimes people are cranky and have attitudes because no, everybody's always treated them that way. You can be a deliverer and help to set people free that way. It just works. This lifestyle of real submission and understanding authority that way is a liberating thing that God wants us to get a hold of. And, and I've got some things that, that I'm going to say in the next few weeks along this line. I, I, I believe. I believe God's going to let me share some things along this line that I think are really, really important. And so tonight... Um, just, just take what, what I've shared and, and meditate on it. Don't, don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Take the scriptures that I've talked about and some of the examples that I've given and meditate on it. God wants you to understand how submitting to the authorities of life are liberating for your life. Amen?
God wants you liberated. He wants destruction setting in in our lives. He didn't create us for destruction. He created us for liberty and freedom. Can you say amen to that?